0: Eating. The boy is your drinking. name? What is your name? She is not a girl. First, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Coffee with Gringos, Dynamic English's podcast, where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee of us. You are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Paige Sutherland.
1: I'm Ian Kennedy.
0: And so today we are going to have a little bit of a somber theme slash topic. We are going to talk about natural disasters, which sadly, as we all know, because of global warming, climate change, whatever you call it, these are happening more frequently around the world. And unfortunately resulting in a lot of environmental destruction, a lot of pollution, a lot of lives being taken. So it's something we can't not talk about, but it obviously is a little dark of a theme. But me and Ian today are just going to discuss the major ones, you know, our personal experiences with them. So as always, listeners, if you get lost, check out that audio guide and transcript online at www.dynamicenglish.co. Okay, Ian, natural disasters fun stuff. So the the first one to kick us off, we just have to talk about because our listeners are mostly from Chile and that is earthquakes and
1: tsunamis. Exactly. Paige, thanks for that. So here in Chile, earthquakes and tsunamis are just a very typical part of life. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing because I'm from the Midwest in the US where we don't have any earthquakes. And so when I came to Chile, experiencing the first earthquakes and tremors, which are, you know, small shakes or small earthquakes that happen, they were so foreign. And like, to be honest, a little bit scary for me. But here in Chile, you know, earthquakes have happened Ever since the beginning of time, there's so many huge earthquakes that have occurred. In fact, the largest recorded in world history happened in the south of Chile in 1960. And ever since then, there have been some major ones ever since. Most notably in 2010, there was a really big one. Uh, It was more than 8.0 on the Richter scale, which is you know, very scary. And luckily here in Chile, the buildings and the engineering is all structured to where it can withstand all of this activity. So in other countries, maybe a 4.0 or a 5 might destroy buildings. Here in Chile, it takes, you know, something really huge, like a, like a 9 or a 10 to cause that kind of damage. So like I said, people here, they feel an earthquake and they just carry on with their day like nothing's happening. But earthquakes can be scary because you have no way of knowing that they're coming. Mm-hmm. You can just be doing normal life, and everything around you starts shaking. The walls, uh, the grounds—it just really makes you feel the power of Mother Nature. And they usually last only, you know, 10 seconds to 30 seconds. or not that long, but of course, time moves so slow when you feel things shaking around you. And you're kind of worried about what's gonna happen. And what's dangerous about earthquakes as well is because of the movements that happen, it can cause a tsunami, which for those of our listeners who might not know what a tsunami is, is tsunami is an enormous wave that comes from the ocean, that comes from the aftershock of an earthquake. So when the movements with the the plates of the earth happen, this causes the tides of the ocean to come and you know really destroy coasts and people's homes on the coastlines and Really cause a lot of deaths, and unfortunately, in 2010, that was the main reason for a lot of the deaths that happened in Chile with the major earthquake. It wasn't so much the the earthquake itself, but it was the tsunami that came afterwards. So many people here live on the coast that you know they were so affected, and sadly, you know, more than a hundred people died due to this uh, event. Earthquakes and tsunamis are a big part of people's lives down here in Chile, and of course, in other parts. Um, But uh, not so common for me in Missouri, where I'm from. And I don't think there's really any earthquakes in Boston either, right?
0: No, I would get made fun of by a lot of Chileans because when there was an earthquake, I would just go to run. Like, that's your immediate (laughs) immediate response is to flee. And, you know, Chileans are like, oh, chill out. (laughs) yeah it's just I found earthquakes so unnerving because like you said you have no idea when they're coming and you have no idea how they're gonna finish so it was tough to judge what was serious and what wasn't because you're like this feels like it's going on for a while should I run like should I not and that was always my panic when I was living in Santiago was you know the apartment would shake the building would shake and I'd look out the window to be like what are other Chileans doing and like Everyone's just carrying on with their day. And I'm like, I guess this is okay. <laughs> Something I did get used to growing up in Boston was blizzards. Blizzards usually isn't a natural disaster that takes as many deaths as you know an earthquake or tsunami does. So I'm fortunate I live in a region that this is kind of the worst that we get. But it was funny living in Santiago because if it snows, which I don't think it did really much at all when I live there people have video cameras and are taking photos and it's such little snowfall where where I'm from blizzards are common which blizzards are just huge amounts of snow that fall usually you know, really fast winds, the temperatures are really low. But I'm talking, you know, snowfalls the size of an average male adult, very, very high, many, many feet of snow, where, you know, the power will go out for days at a time, you could be trapped in your building, because there's so much snow that's outside the door.
1: I'm sure you're very used to it up there in the north, it's there's so much snow, and it's so cold that it's important to mention that I think blizzards can be pretty mellow or pretty severe depending on where you live if that's something that normally happens as well. Mm-hmm. So for you to have a lot of snow, it's like, you know, whatever, this is Boston, it's it's cold, we got a lot of snow, people are prepared for it. Mm-hmm. But in other areas of the country, for example, just last month, there was a very severe blizzard that happened throughout most of the U.S., but Texas, which is a state located in the South, for those who don't know, it was severely hit with this cold weather with lots of snow. And this is a place where typically they don't get this kind of weather. They're not used to this. So people were, you know, were losing energy. They didn't have energy in their houses. They couldn't stay warm. The whole state had problems, you know, with the energy grid, with food, with providing services for people. And so sadly, there were some people who died due to just Really just their state not being prepared for these kind mm-hmm. of events. And kind of like you mentioned at the top of the podcast, these kind of unexpected things are happening more and more because we're seeing this climate change, right? So further in the south, it's it's not so common. So you're having these strange events happen without even being able to predict it. So it's, it's a little bit of a wake-up call to some places, you know, like Texas, for example, in this case, but they can definitely be cold and severe. You gotta be careful.
0: CWG officially has over 100 episodes and we are among the top podcasts in Chile, and that's thanks to you. But we are always working to grow our audience, so make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, TikTok, and even LinkedIn. But most importantly, rate, review, and share us with all your friends, family, and coworkers And if you want to take your English education to the next level, sign up for private or group classes at DynamicEnglish.cl.
1: So I'm from Missouri, and while in Missouri, we don't have earthquakes or hurricanes, which we're going to mention a little bit later, we do have a pretty severe natural disaster that happens all the time, and these are tornadoes. And tornadoes basically are big wind storms that when they generate um, a lot of uh, energy and winds together, it forms sort of a cyclone. So it's like a twisting cyclone that goes through an area and just picks up and destroys everything in sight. And Missouri is actually located in a part of the U.S. that's called Tornado Alley, which makes up about four or five states in the south where during the spring, especially, it's very, very dangerous and very common to have a lot of tornadoes. But for me, tornadoes are sort of like what earthquakes are for Chileans. It's just, I think, what you're used to. So for me, growing up as a boy, it was very normal for me to see on the news that we have storms coming, we have a tornado on its way coming for the city. Typically, what you have to do is you need to get to the lowest point on the ground as possible. So If you're in a house, you need to get to the lowest floor. So for a lot of people, that's their basement. Get down to the basement, get away from windows where perhaps broken glass could cause problems. So it was very common for me as a little boy to have my parents come wake me up and say, we have a storm coming and we'd have to go take cover. And strangely enough, in my my parents' home, there's no basement they customized and cut a door into the floor of the closet so that if things get really severe, we could lift up the door and go underneath the house, like actually go to the foundation of the house in case the tornado went right o- right over us. So it was very common for us to middle of the night, go down, take cover in the closet, maybe go under the house for a little while and basically just ride out the storm, hope that nothing bad happens. And it's actually really common in most neighborhoods to have a really big siren that sounds an alarm to alert everyone, hey, there's a tornado coming, take cover. Again, it just, you know, common for me, not so common for others.
0: Definitely not. In our region, lesser than a tornado, what's common is is a hurricane. And a hurricane is basically a very intense storm where the winds are really, really high fierce rain. And so you see a lot of trees that are blown up from the roots, a lot of destruction on houses, cars. So a lot of property damage that happens in these hurricanes. And I mean, there are death tolls, but generally it's because of the damage from properties, but no tornadoes. The hurricanes are probably the, the worst we get in that, in that kind of genre of natural disasters. A- another one we have to talk about, which Unfortunately, it has happened all over the world. We had huge wildfires in the U.S., in Australia, Brazilian Amazon, uh, in Chile. Wildfires are just increasing more and more and more with climate change. And Ian, you, you were just in the midst of one just a few weeks ago, right?
1: Yeah, you're right. It was my first kind of experience with a wildfire myself. So I was with a few friends in the south, a few hours south of Chile in an area for our listeners who are from here. They know the area, uh, San Fernando, down in the O'Higgins region. And we were staying sort of in a valley with, you know, a lot of trees and rivers and whatnot. But one day we noticed a huge cloud of smoke coming up from behind the mountain next to ours, the hill next to ours which is a telltale sign of a fire happening. So we looked into it and just over the corner, there was a huge smoke cloud that was happening. And it went on for about, I'd say, three days nonstop of, you know, just burning the, the fire. There were helicopters coming in all day, every day, dropping water, dropping chemicals to try to put out the fire. You know, we were pretty worried that we were going to have to evacuate, we were going to have to get out of there because if it got more serious, it could burn all of the forest where we were staying. So it was a little bit scary at first. And with some luck, a rainstorm came and really put it out after about three days. But like you mentioned, this is something that unfortunately is becoming much and much more common in places like Chile California, Australia, these places where we're seeing a lot of drought. And a a drought is an extended period of time without rainfall. So just think of really dry conditions in a lot of these places that are causing these fires. Like you mentioned in the Amazon, you know, millions of acres of the Amazon burned just last year due to this climate change. And so I think this is another natural disaster that's giving us wake up calls. Again, we see this much too often. And unless we do something to, to change it, they're going to keep happening more and more every year.
0: For our last one, you know, we started with Chile, we're we're ending with Chile. Something that really surprised me when I lived in Chile was that there are volcanoes. There's lots of volcanoes and they're active. I spent DC Ocho the last year I was in Chile in Pucan and the volcano there was at critical condition. I literally saw smoke coming out of it. You could see lava at the top of it. And there were all these signs in the town that was like volcano evacuation route and the light was blinking because it was critical condition. And I was like, what will happen if this erupts? Like, what do I do? Where do I go? What's the protocol? Uh, <laughs> and everyone was so relaxed. People were like, yeah, it's fine. It's just smoking. And, that, and you're like,
1: yeah, what about if there's lava? If there's yeah. lava rushing at me. Do I stay calm?
0: <laughs> I just kind of, I don't know if listeners or you, Ian, have seen Dante's Peak. But it's about this volcano that erupts and it just looks so terrifying. And I just envision obviously lava spilling into the streets, but just this rush of cars and like no way to escape because everyone is flooding to the escape routes. I don't know. I didn't sleep great while I was staying there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I imagine not. I bet you're afraid you're going to fall asleep and just get enveloped in the lava. It's very scary in that sense, you know, especially for people like us. We don't have, there's no volcanoes in Missouri. There's no volcanoes in Boston. So we mm-hmm. come here and you think, well, shit, I need to follow the locals lead to figure this out. It's like me for earthquakes, right? Same mm-hmm. with me here. I thought, wow, okay, volcanoes. I'm just going to follow their lead because I don't really know what to do. But again, you know, Chile is sort of a hot spot as we've as we realized for natural disasters. I think that's why the people here are so, they're so nonchalant and they're very casual. And I think they're very strong people as well, because, you know, natural disasters have just always been a part of the culture, their history. And so, you know, instead of being scared and curling up in, in a ball in the fetal position, they kind of just say, you know what, this is, a, this is life. We've dealt with this before. And We'll deal with it again in the future and we just got to move on and stay strong so i think it plays a big part into their personalities and their culture as well they say here in chile that about every 10 years more or less there's a big earthquake so the last big one that occurred here was in 2010 so basically that means we're due for another big one my fingers are crossed that i'm in a safe place whenever that happens that i'm not on the 25th story of a building We don't know when it's gonna come, but we have an idea that it could come, so.
0: What floor are you living on right now?
1: (laughs) I'm on the 15th floor right now, which is not super reassuring, but you know, like I said, the engineering's good enough here to where we don't have to worry about the building folding in half. I don't have to worry about falling to my death.
0: Yeah, that would be, Chile would really take the, the prize there with the social uprising, the coronavirus pandemic and then having a a mega earthquake. So I hope scientists are wrong. (laughs) me too yeah so listeners as we said kind of a somber topic but unfortunately with climate change you know things are like this are just going to happen more and more so it's good to know these words what they mean because they're going to be part of the conversation and the news probably frequently over the next 10 years Uh, so again listeners as always if you get lost check out that audio guide and transcript online www.dynamicenglish.cl. As always, thanks for listening.
1: We'll catch you next time.
0: Coffee with Gringos was brought to you by Dynamic English, where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just want to learn more, go to our website at dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening.